the irregular search for truth. Tonight, foot corns, where do they come from and how to get rid of them? The Olympics. Is Canada the new world power? Flatulence. Isn't that fun? Alright, hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. My name's Scott. I'm Sachin. And here we go again. So, what do you want to talk about this week? Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, I was just thinking because the Olympics just finished. We should we should start with the on Olympics. On Sunday? Yeah. So, yeah. Did you watch any of it? Um, I think other than that one little piece of whatever it was when we were in a bar at one point, no. I don't have a TV, so it's hard to watch anything current. That's funny because I actually didn't watch any of it either. <laughs> I watched... I mean, if I saw it, it was when I was in a bar. Okay, yeah. You know, and like I think maybe one other time, other time that we went out, mm-hmm. and I think I caught the opening games in a or the opening ceremonies. Yeah. In a bar. The Olympics is interesting because it's that one time when these really obscure sports uh, become prominent, and and even like the summer games, which is sort of like the more robust Olympics. You know, the winter games is kind of like well, really only. I mean, like, really only your Northern European... They're Northern European sports, and they're, like... And then, like, you know, some Asian countries have competitors, but it's not like any of, you know, South Asia or Africa really have any competitive teams or anything like that. So, I mean, it's like the Winter Games are kind of like, you know, the little cousin of of the Olympics, but... Definitely. uh, But I think even in the Summer Games, it's like there's a lot of sports that, like, they're almost archaic, and you don't you don't ever think about those outside of the Olympics, like the javelin and you know, and like all those track and field sports that you learned how to do when you're in fifth grade. I mean, javelin actually has some purpose, I guess, if you could hunt with a javelin. But <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like I mean, they're the sort of the most basic sports, right? Right. I mean, they're I mean, the ancient Greek sports, and that's yeah. I mean, those ones are, I suppose. But I mean, you know, the ones now. I mean, running. Yeah. And throwing. Like, there's just the like, basic things that you can do better than other people. Yeah. Right? And like swimming. Punch, and punching. Yeah. But well, even it's swimming. Odd that you know? Boxing has sort of like been. I mean, I guess boxing is still in the Olympics, but it's it doesn't seem to get the same coverage, you know? Well, it's like people like boxing, I think, um, at least in the United States, because you beat the crap out of somebody else. But. You know, in the in the Olympics, it's almost like academic. You know, it's like you wear the big poofy head guards. You wear the like probably the like the lightest weight, you know, gloves. You have a mouth guard. Well, they wear a mouth guard in regular boxing, but they don't wear the helmets. Right? right, but it's just I mean, you could look, you could see them, and that they're much more padded, and it's yeah. you probably it's more like you know, it's about the hits and about the form, right? Whereas mm-hmm. like in boxing, at least heavyweight, and people only focus on I feel like the heavyweight and sort of the, the lightweight mm-hmm. whereas they don't like really care about the flyweight or the, the you know mm-hmm. all the really unless like, there's someone really exciting in that really exciting but it's usually they're looking for somebody who beats the crap out of the other person right right you know? and then people have been like watching I guess IFC a lot or the um, oh UFC the, UFC yeah where like people are really hurting each other you know yeah. and, like, and then you get some lighter people but then you still see the sort of like carnage yeah you know whereas like in the Olympics you don't hear about it because it's all the really lightweight people, yeah. you know, and they all have the head gear on and the padding and all that stuff. You know, it's just that's why I think you don't hear about yeah. it. Yeah, and you also, I mean, there's not as much uh, self promotion, I guess, that goes on in the Olympics. It's not mm-hmm. like you know, and here's the fighter from 
whatever, Thailand, and he's like, I am the greatest fighter, you know? <laughs> All these people are worthless! They don't have like, to weigh in or whatever. Right, I mean, Don King is not behind them, like, exploding out of his own head. <laughs> but, anyway... Winter Olympics, though. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's pretty much what you had to say about the Winter Olympics. Is that when you start talking about the Olympics, you start talking about the Summer Olympics. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I meant to talk about the winter, but running is so cool, isn't it? <laughs> like, well, you know, the, I, I sort of felt like the one sport that gives the, the Winter Olympics some, some sort of macho cred is uh, the biathlon, which is really weird. But it's this cross-country skiing and shooting. Right. Which I feel like really was a, a development of, like, uh, Norwegian special forces in World right. War II or something yeah. like that. It's like, you know, yeah, we had to uh, cross these mountains and assassinate a Nazi commander <laughs> and uh, and then get back over the mountains. Right, right, right. And whoever did that won because we survived. So the rules yeah. of the Olympics are the German team can never, ever compete in this. Situation. Not in the biathlon, no. <laughs> No, they can they can do ice skating. You're banned from. A <laughs> they can do uh, they can do I don't know hockey maybe, but <laughs> no. But I mean I guess hockey's hockey's a pretty serious sport. But it's you know again. Right, in the team sports it's kind of weird because it doesn't really feel very Olympic. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas like I feel the other ones and even like skiing is almost not very Olympic. I I almost like the Olympics for the obscure sports. Hmm. You know, because it's like yeah, you could watch. You know, hockey during... I mean, the NHL is probably... Right. Actually, I don't even watch the Olympic hockey, so I don't know. But I, I would imagine the NHL is better hockey than the Olympic hockey. Because they're getting paid for it, you know, and you have a, a less... Why would it be better? I don't I don't know why it would be better. I just think it well, would be... Well, it's, it's got... Uh, what it does have going for it is that sort of patriotic thing. Yeah, and know, that's a thing... Which is cool. Which is a thing that's sort of like... It's another sort of aspect of the Olympics which sort of like repels me. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely patriotic, I guess you could say. I mean, I mean, in the sense that I am for my country. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not like against it, so you couldn't say I'm not a patriot, but I'm not like rah, 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 USA. Right, okay. But And I feel, slow, I feel slightly uncomfortable when people are. Well, I think... Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, uh, blind me to any anything else I'm I'm all for the USA but I think I think that you know in terms of sporting events it's kind of neat to to see the teams based on where the guys are from as opposed to like it's like you know in any professional sport you end up with kind of like the Yankees and the Detroit Tigers you know it's well, like well you root it's for like, the team that you're local to and then when they don't make the playoffs right, then you no, root for you somebody root else, for the right? team you're local to but all those players are just based on what they can earn you know it's oh, like so sure, the Yankees sure. get the best players and the Detroit Tigers don't but it's know? the same with the Olympics right it's like you're, you're rooting for your country but those those people that are in the country I mean you're like but they're all from your country that's yeah, the difference. I mean, they are. You're right. But it's, oh, except that now they've started doing like weird things where they give people temporary citizenship. Yeah, it's like citizenship and things like that. But it's also like, it's just some person. Like you know, it's like, it's weird also because I feel like the Olympic system is like sort of like farm system and not like in the baseball system. Like in the baseball term, it's like, this is a farm and we are gonna find the best athletes and just like breed them to be the best so they can like win gold. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not. Oh, in like the in like the psychotic. Yeah, uh, in, a, in a psychotic, sense. scary way. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. yeah the well, Olympic... like the Chinese Olympic team that's sort of frightening that way. Right, and, and like we yeah. like they have an Olympic training center, and you need to go there, and you need to focus on yeah. like you know being really good at this thing, and like it's it's just weird, and, and like these you know these 
people who are the gymnasts and the figure skaters and all that stuff. All they've the been doing people. it. They've been doing it since like they've been like they're like five, you know. Yeah. And like I know baseball players have been playing since they're five, but I think they've been having fun at it since they're five, right? <laughs> I mean, like, and maybe it's that I'm not a gymnast or a uh, you know a, a figure skater, but. It just doesn't seem like they're having very much fun. Remember, Trini, you love the balance beam. <laughs> I do love the balance beam. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's another, and that's even another issue that I really don't like about the Olympics is like it's very story based. Oh, and I, think I hate you, it when they do. You the, end up uh, watching maybe ten minutes of sports for sixty minutes of television, you know? Because right, I mean, right. twenty-two minutes of it. They give you the sob story. Is like the the, the ads, and then another twenty-two is the sob story, yeah. or how hard this person like worked to get here, or their hardships, or I think Nancy Kerrigan's mother was blind or something like that, or yeah. like very legally blind, like very very like. Um, Rutania Bolinova grew up in a barn. <laughs> Outside of a radioactive blowout hole in, blowout in the hole. Ukraine. Have you ever had one of those? My God. Oh, my blowout hole is radioactive. <laughs> Anywho. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny that I have all these opinions. And they're all based on, like, when I was watching Olympics, like, when I was, like, 12 or right, 16. Because yeah. I... It's weird that I haven't watched them. I just don't care about them anymore. And I guess some people do. And I, and I feel like this old sort of like Grinch. Well, well, the the whole uh, kind of being frightened of the Olympic uh, farm and the and the kind of overt or radical patriotism is sort of a bit of that. I think the the not really caring so much is kind of like. So, well, part of the reason I don't care so much is because some people seem to care way too much. That's, I was a reaction to that, yeah, you know. And it's also, it's also like you can see that. Well, the medal count is based on how rich that country is, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, I guess it means a lot to like sort of win a medal, you know. Yeah. And like, I mean, we're really proud of our athletes, but it's like it's just sort of like it's games. Did right? you see that uh, that the Russian president Dmitry Medvedev is uh, is really pissed off because, or okay, so the. The media probably exaggerated this, but he made some comments about like, oh, you know, we need to refocus everything, and so the media is like, well, Medvedev wants to, you know, do all this and whatever. But it, it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, like, hey, you're one of the rich countries. You have a hundred thousand oligarchs, you know, or maybe just one thousand. Right. But you got you got a hell of a lot of you know people who are maybe robbing your country blind, but. <laughs> they should be throwing some money into the sports system, you know. <laughs> like, and I think there's a lot of pressure on the home country to like, sort of like perform and do really well, mm. or whatever. And it's just—he's also worried about the next winner. Olympics. I guess they're there in Moscow. Is that right? No, they're in—they're in, they're in uh, somewhere off the Black Sea, like Sochi or something. Is that in Russia or is it somewhere else? Or? It's probably in a Russian republic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know if it's actually in what. What historically it was Russia, but no, right, I think right. it isn't. I think it isn't Russia. somewhere so, over there anyway. Yeah. So they're they're gonna they're gonna claim it as homeland, and they gotta t- like clean up basically. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just funny that the Olympics kind of came and went. I just didn't even know about it. You know, I heard people talking about it. Yeah, I heard about it on the radio. And NPR. I guess people were really complaining about how it's funny because we we're in San Francisco and they were in Vancouver, and we, everything we watched apparently on TV on the West Coast was all tape delayed. Oh really? Which is not really even possible, but it is possible. Like every because because of kind of what we were talking about, where like the presentation of the Olympics is so prepared uh-huh. and so produced in terms of stories yeah. and like you know storyline and characters and stuff like that. 
I mean, the athletes are not really athletes; they're characters. Yeah. You know, you care about them because they're American and because they they overcame some sort of struggle. Yeah. Right. And so all this needed to be produced, and Bob Costas needed to be in front of like a fireplace that was actually a television. <laughs> <laughs> was that is that how? It worked? Yeah. You know, I saw some clip on the, on the internet. Apparently, Stephen Colbert. Oh yeah. Went yeah. on his went on his show, and he's like, "Oh, I love this fire." And he like goes into the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Because it looks like flames. He just goes in there. He's like, oh, it's so warm in here. <laughs> like, literally next to the fire. But it's like, oh, it's a television. So, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it's like this total, like, fake sort of, like, cabin rustic feel. You know? Yeah. He's, like, wearing, a, like, a sweater. You know? Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the sole, like, sort of, like, narrative that they present or whatever. And then they need to prepare that. And, like, I could say, so they have an East Coast presentation and that. And then they delay that three three hours and they show it on the west coast even though we're li- it's like above us you that's know? It's pretty like weird in vancouver but it's like hey i mean that's what you got to do actually not above north of <laughs> it's all in your perspective i suppose <laughs> i feel like i kind of want to come back to this area you know or i want to i want to end up here in the bay area yeah yeah or i don't know california yeah, maybe West Coast. Know. It's it's Western uh, Hemisphere. I don't. I guess I don't want to. When you're recording, it's almost like writing things down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I have I have an attachment to the area. I, I really like it. But I also have the sort of uh, antsiness to to want to get out and do something else for a while. Right. And I feel like I'm too young right now to buy a house. Right. And like it, which is interesting because a lot of my friends have sort of bought houses and settled down and that sort of thing and I'm like I didn't want to do that <laughs> I want to I want to do something else first and, and wander around a bit more because there's more to see for me um, for me for me not for everybody it's cool that they bought houses I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> anywho um uh, but I mean, you own a piece of property, or you own a condo down in San Diego, but you don't live there. It doesn't like yeah, tie I mean, you it down. Doesn't, it's, you know, it kind of does tie you down. And it's it's like it's weird because I don't really have any regrets about it. It's it's worked out so far pretty well. You mm-hmm. know, like um, I'm still losing money on it per se, kind of technically. Like uh, I because you pay mortgage and yeah, the, the mortgage is the rent. Much. The rent is not as much as the mortgage, so I have okay. to co- cover that difference. Okay. So I'm losing money on it, but it's like I'm not losing so much money that I'm even worried about it. Right. So that's fine, you know. And it hasn't lost value as far as I know. I just don't even pay attention anymore because <laughs> <laughs> that would be scary. Right. But it's like you know, I bought it, I can afford it, great, you know. And you know, with the location of that, it's not going to. Yeah. Whereas I feel like. Update for the people in the in the listening audience. Suchin's condo is very close to the University of California in San Diego, and so it, you know, it it will always have a renter, even if the renting environment changes. Right. So it's you know it's the value. It depends on if I want to sell it. So the value might go up or down. But I think like the rent should the rental market hopefully will be valid and. Well, sort of it'll like, it'll always have a buyer. Yeah. I mean, there will always be people who want to live right there. Right. So unless the UC collapses, which is a possibility. Yeah, the way things are going. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know, right? But I mean, I'm. I totally am happy and I've, I've reaped a lot of benefits and rewards as a result of it. Like anytime I want to rent a place, like we just, I'm just going to, mo- I'm actually going to move in a month. Mm-hmm. And when I was putting, I was sending out applications for apartments and stuff, I just, 
I don't even worry about it. In fact, I know that if I apply for, if I want a place and I apply for it, I will get it. That's mm-hmm. my attitude. I mean, I'm, I might be completely wrong, but like, I know that my credit is so so good. Because you've been paying your mortgage. Yeah, because I have a mortgage and I have other. I mean, it's like because you do like you end up, although you kind of like lose the freedom of like sort of like these responsibilities. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like uh, you take on these responsibilities which have their own burdens, but then they have these rewards in terms of like I don't worry about getting places and I don't worry about getting credit cards. I don't worry about like lines of credit or anything with regards to money because I have this thing, and people their values are in that thing, and Mm -hmm. I I have that, so it's great. Mm -hmm. But like when I was there, like when I was working, if I, I was like, well, you know, what if I wanted to go back to grad school? You know, like, well, then I have to sell my house because that's two years of income that I have to give up now. Like I can't afford two years of mortgage with oh, zero you're income. you're assuming that you would pay to go to grad school. Right, right. Here's the thing, dude. Don't pay to go to grad school. No, but I mean, it has to pay, <laughs> no, but it has to pay my rent. Right? I mean, somebody has to pay right, for it, right? But I mean, but usually if you get, if you go to... Anything I would say other than like a law or business program, there's opportunities. Either either you get straight out funding, which is supposed to like cover your rent and living expenses, right, right. or there's opportunities to secure that funding. No, for sure. And, but the weird thing is like my rent, because I live in my condo, is a mortgage. Right. So it's a bit more. It's a bit more. It's a lot more. Right. Yeah. It's not university housing. It's not even like living with roommates. But you, you could know? have a roommate. I could, but it would still be a lot of money to like, sort of like, and like, let's say I wanted to go, you know, I even gave half a thought to going to the Peace Corps or something like that. You know, it's Ooh. like, that's, you know, cause I, I was, here. yeah, I mean, like, I'm totally for that. And like, I thought about that and I'm like, well, I didn't want to do out of college cause I was like, well, it's kind of weird. And like, you know, this is all sort of hindsight. I'm not sure if it was right or not, but it was like, I didn't want to lose the so-called skills that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, you graduate with a technical degree, you spent four years sort of like cramming all the stuff in your head. And then you want to spend the next four years sort of like using it and sort of like making it make sense. Building on it. Yeah. Developing. And that. it's like, you know, maybe if you're some like an art major, that's sort of like with you, you know, and you're an artist wherever you are, mm. but you're not necessarily an engineer <laughs> when you're not around computers. <laughs> I was a surgeon 40 years ago. I can take care of this. This is your uh, Hebel glove. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, and maybe doctors, you know, like certain sort of things, you know, they could feel your arm and set your bone or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, maybe after 20 years, they're not ready to like sort of like scrub up and get in there. You know, maybe they need well, to like... Well, maybe they could do like... I have a feeling though, like the anatomy, you could certainly do like the appendectomy or something yeah, after and, 40 years, but you probably couldn't do brain surgery. Right, right. You know, <laughs> and it's like the same way. It's like I could probably do some basic stuff, but I didn't want to like sort of lose that. I mean, for... Right or wrong, that that was my decision, and also I wasn't. I mean, it's a big decision, and I just didn't. Oh, take yeah. it, you know, and I decided to work. And then there's after, still time. Of course, I don't know if you could convince your wife to be. Right's the thing, right? I mean, I don't know. That'd be a tough sell. I mean, I mean, I mean, like there's certainly things that you know people with uh, Kim's background could could do in the Peace Corps, but uh, I mean, you don't need a background in anything. All you need is to go and have a willing attitude. I would imagine, right? Oh, contraire. Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta have. Well, all right, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like if a college graduate can go, then a person who's been working for 10 years can go, That's right? That's true. If That's anything, true. a person with 10 years go, who's worked for 10 years knows how to get stuff done. That's true. Right? You're right. So, after, you know... I, I don't mean, want to say they just take anybody. No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. But no. the possibility of you going is the same whether or not, you know, it's your attitude and your qualifications and whatever. Word. 
So, like, I figured, you know, I worked for four or five years, then I was like, okay, you know, this is cool, and, like, maybe I was getting into a little bit of, like, I'm sort of tired of this, and I'm young, why don't I go do something? You know, like, I I bought the house, and I have the job, and I paid for my car, you know, and it's like, I'm doing this thing, it's great, nothing's really changing, let's do something crazy, let's go on a trip, and then, you know, do that, and the next year, it's like, okay, well... Maybe something else. Maybe the Peace Corps, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, no, that's two and a half years of lost wages. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Right? I mean, if you're making, let's say you make more than $6,000 a year. Uh, But it's it's all relative. I mean, because you're thinking about after you come back. It's it's lost wages because relative to where you're living. No, no, you're totally right. You live in like a king, so it is. It is after you come back, but when you look back at it after two years, mm-hmm. what have you got for it? Well, you have two years of awesome experience, uh-huh. which obviously it's like Mastercard. Can't put a price on that. But at the same time, you can't pay for anything with it. So it's priceless. It's a priceless experience, but. I came back and it's like, well, I can't pay my mortgage for two years and not be here and not work. Uh, yeah. Well, you had you had debt. Well, I have my house. Yeah. I mean, which is debt. It. Yeah. Okay. I mean, see that, I mean, and that's that's sort of like the. I agree that it technically is debt, but I think the way people deal with money a lot these days is they don't consider their house debt. They consider it just this investment asset. And it has, you know, it requires a certain amount of money each month to sort of like keep going. But that's, I mean, in in a sense, that's kind of the attitude that uh, that ended up with the whole mortgage crisis, isn't it? I mean, uh, you have to look at if you go and buy a house that you don't have, if you do not have all the money to buy that house, like a straight up purchase, like going to the store and buying a donut, right? You're in debt. Yes and no, because... And the bank ends up owning that house if they foreclose on your mortgage. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. But, I mean, I think there's a slight distinction between a house and a car, for example, or even student loan. I mean, student loans is debt, but it's at such a low interest rate, and you can write it off. And, like, the same thing with a house. It's like, you can write off that mortgage, and it helps so much. And, like, to own what you live in, and it's sort of like it's you're part of the community, and you're spurring Mm -hmm. it through, like, property taxes and stuff like that. I mean, I agree it's debt. Mm -hmm. But there's, I mean, you can't not have debt in certain situations, you know? I mean, credit card debt is just bad because right. it's it's unending, right? It's, you're not, it's month to month. It's like, I need to this th- buy this thing, but I can't afford it. I'm going to buy it anyway. Whereas a house, it's like, there's no way you could buy a house. Mm-hmm. So is it fair to call it debt? I don't think so. I mean, I just, I agree that it is. You owe somebody money on a monthly basis, mm-hmm. but it's sort of this commit. It's just like rent is rent debt. I mean, you have to live somewhere, and you have you most often have to pay rent if you don't own your house. Is that debt? No, it's just a monthly commitment that you have to make. Mm-hmm. But I mean, anyway, we're, the point was that if I left for two years, I would have to get this mortgage taken care of, and my rent does not cover that. So if I rented the place out, I would have to save up. Let's say I'm losing five hundred dollars a month now. I would have to save up. Uh, 12 months of of rent, which is 3000 30, <laughs> 20, 20, 2400 24000 I don't know. $500, $6,000. Woo! $6,000. Yeah, it's $6,000. I'm so bad at math. Aren't you an engineer? <laughs> yeah, that's why we have calculators. <laughs> that's the purpose of a computer. It computes. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew that. It was... 
So it's six thousand dollars a year. So I'm actually all to do is save up twelve thousand dollars a year, or all I do is save up twelve thousand dollars and I can go to the Peace Corps, Peace Corps, right? Yeah. So it's like I could do that, and you know, so I I had half a mind to do it. I just didn't do it, you know. But I have that much money saved up now, and if I wanted to, I could just run off and do it, and then my my house could be taken care of, and you know, it's an interesting idea. I think it's so tough for people. To, it's probably, I mean, probably if you look, you work for the Peace Corps, you'd know, but if you look at it, I would imagine that if you look at the demographics of the people in the Peace Corps, it just goes, it's an inverse relationship with age. It is. With a slight with, spike at the 50s and 60s. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. You get, I think, uh, I think you get most of your people are like sort of, the average age is something like 26, but that includes that little, you know, bump of people up who are like 60 years They're old. They're throwing off the average, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that, you know, somewhere around like 85 to 90 percent of the people are 26 and under. Yeah, the median is probably like 23. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but then, I mean, you do get, I would say, okay, here, I've trained two groups and they averaged about 10 people. Right. And I would say that maybe half those people were right out of college. Uh, another quarter were within two years of college. And then uh, and then after that, the other quarter was like within six years of college or something right. like that. So they're, they're all, all the people I happened to train were young people. And I didn't happen to train any, any retired folks, but you do also get a good bump of, of people there. It's harder, I think, for people to, to leave their career that, and that's know. kind of the thing it's like and that i guess that was kind of what i was getting at it was like yeah, i have this condo and i don't really regret it for a second but it's like and it's like so great to have it everybody like gives you all this respect whether you deserve it or not mm -hmm. you know like i think when i first started dating my fiance and like she found out that i had a house she's like oh my god really like you know she's like impressed Ooh. you know and it's like you know she even looked you know, look me up online. You can find, you can look up people online and like look at their county records. And you stuff became like that. more attractive at that point. I huh? did, right? You know, and it's like, huh? This, I mean, you're more willing to give a person a chance anyway. Maybe you know, like that sort of like goes in the wash after like a year. But it's like, you know, initially when you meet a guy, and he has like his stuff together, it's like, okay, this guy's got his stuff together. I'm more interested to find out what's going on. Where if it's like some guy is sort of like. Oh, job the job, you know, like I'm just moving to this city now. I'm, I might be gone in a year. Who knows? You're sort of like, hmm, you know, maybe this guy will just move on. And he's not really interested or something. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you're knocking my style right there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done all right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, what I, I'm not saying as a per like I'm. No, no, no. I know. I know. <laughs> don't worry. Don't. <laughs> so I mean I guess it's just interesting because like to, to make the decisions of buying houses and like upset like me like you know obtaining like possessions and sort of like these relationships in terms of like money and debt and whatever mm -hmm. it's just it's like this mixed mixed bag of like responsibility versus and like if you view it as responsibility in the negative sense or if you view it as like opportunity to sort of like strengthen your power you know and like do things that you want to do mm. so it's I think that's things that people probably in their late 20s and early 30s, maybe even middle 30s and 40s are sort of struggling with. Hmm. You know, it's like, do I buy this house or do I have, you know, other relationships? Do I start a business or whatever? Because it's a lot of responsibility, you know, but like if it works out or like if I, I mean, then people start respecting me, but it's like, then I can't just pick up and leave. 
Hmm. You know, and maybe maybe somewhere that urge to just pick up and leave sort of like just dissipates or something like that. Hmm. Do you think, I mean, because you always, there's a lot of songs about just like leaving it all, right? Or movies about leaving it all. There's just kind of this, this um, mystique to it. Mm-hmm. But nobody really does that anymore unless they're escaping their family or something, right? Like, you hear about, like, that. I feel like the escaping the family is actually a, a common topic in movies. But, uh... Like, you hear about Dad just picking up and, like, he went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back or whatever. I mean, that's... Oh, well, yeah. That's a total, like, you can't do that. I mean, that's a total dick move. But, I mean... Right. At the same time, there's, I think, a lot of people... Have, I mean, hopefully not a lot of dads with kids, small kids, but, right. like, just... People in general are just like, this is just too much. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm out of here. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to just, like, quit, walk up. I mean, it's a dream to, like, get the lottery and, like, screw you, screw you, screw you. I hate working here. I'm out of here, you know? And it's like, I'm going to, like, go to Bermuda now or, like, you know, St. Croix or something like that and just live there. Or, you know, and just... There's this desire to sort of, like, just, bleh, screw you guys. I'm out of here. I'm just going to do this stuff. It's fun. Well, I think that any... I mean... Anywhere you go, you develop relationships, and you, in essence, there's there's some community around you, you know, unless you're Robinson Robinson Crusoe, um, but uh, but uh, so even those those folks who sort of uh, mythologize the idea of like going off and, and doing you know whatever they they would end up building some community around them. It's just more a reflection of what they have right now is not necessarily what they want. Which I think there's definitely something to be said for that, you know. Uh, I think anybody might encounter that at times. You know, is this really what I want? Right. And it might be easier for me to uh, to walk away from it than try and you know uh, stay in this context where people have a, some sort of you know preconceived notion of me or, or whatever. It's the preconceived notions a lot of times, I think, sort of like uh, swallow people because it's like this preconceived notion of responsibility and this, uh, like, oh, he's always here. You know, you don't want to be known as, like, this guy is always here. Mm. Sometimes I think there's some sort of, like, yeah, the mythology is an interesting word, like, to, to danger or sort of, like, unpredictability. And when you become predictable, you view yourself as having lost your spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would buy that. I'm sort of, like... I, if anybody has ever spoken to me, they know that I like to make analogies. But uh, it's interesting that I think your friendships, even though friendships are usually by definition fun, mm-hmm. they sort of, the stronger your friendship, the stronger responsibility you have to that person. Right, right. You know, and it's almost like uh, I was thinking, actually I was explaining to somebody recently about gravity and the, the, the tides and how the moon pulls the t- I mean, it's weird how the moon affects the tides on the planet, but it doesn't affect us per se, you know? Mm-hmm. In gravity, each object, although we are stuck to the Earth because of gravity, the Earth is also kind of stuck to us because of gravity. Gravity goes both ways. Right, right. And so do relationships. And so do friendships, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's fun to have a friend, but there's also sort of responsibility to a friendship. Mm-hmm. The better friends you are, the more you're in it when that person's in trouble. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, I know that guy. He comes into my store every week and buys a pack of cigarettes. You don't really owe that guy anything. You know, <laughs> maybe you owe him a pack of cigarettes, you know, like if he's running out of money once a year, you know, but it's like you don't owe him much, right? But it's like, no, 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 I know that guy. He's my neighbor. 
and he lends me eggs like every month because I'm always out or something like that, you know. Yeah, or yeah. he's my friend and like he helped me move. It's like okay, well now now you're in it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like now you owe that guy a move. You and you owe him whatever. If he comes over and he says I need a place to stay because my house burned down, it's like you're in it. You got it, mm-hmm. like you know. Or it's like if. He asks you to like house sit. It's like, or just like watch his house while he's gone. Now you can't go somewhere. Or there's this sort of responsibility. It's like this kind of, with great friendship, <laughs> comes great responsibility. responsibility. You know? and, it's, and it's weird that there's this sort of duality in terms of responsibility and the things you get. You get the benefit of having them, but you also have the burden yeah. of maintaining them. Yeah. I was actually, I mean, you reminded me of that, that movie, Up in the Air. Yeah. The Clooney, uh, George Clooney, he says, you know, his, his whole shtick is that uh, the relationships are the heaviest things that you right, carry with you. Right, empty your bag or something, you know? right? And so, and so, yeah, I think that, but that that movie sort of made the argument that uh, that, you know, if you really did follow that, that, idea of like cutting all your ties and whatever you would still you would sort of end up feeling empty because the the relationships are what give sort of value to your life um but uh at the same time uh i think that there's when you do get and and you know even even more than friendships and in like you know uh uh, romantic relationships and and whatever when you get uh very comfortable uh there's uh i think you always get that sort of like i don't know uh uh not to not to sort of say like flight risky sort of thing but there's there's always that like well now i'm really tied down yeah you you know know, it's like a grass is almost greener sort of thing yeah yeah and i I guess I mean, I'm going into it soon enough, and it's like, you know, I'm not saying it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it in a flight-risky sort of way, but I mean, I guess, like, the way to do it is because I I think it's almost natural to feel that, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe the way to do it is, like, I, instead of viewing it as a burden, you view it as this opportunity or the perks, right? You have to, like, you you can't forget the perks because I think a lot of times people do sort of, like, are flight risk or they get nervous or, like, cold feet or whatever, and then they, like, they bail, and then it's, like, six months later they might be miserable because they're so lonely mm-hmm. you know and like that's also not was a good your reason. freedom worth it johnny there you are all by yourself in a vancouver bus stop the rain pouring down around you you forgot your rain jacket if you had said goodbye to your girlfriend she would have told you take your jacket and an umbrella but you forgot because you're a dumb piece of crap you're worthless by yourself, Johnny. Get a life. Build some relationships. Take on some weight. <laughs> Eat more butter. Butter. That's <laughs> what really makes life worthwhile, man. <laughs> cool, man. Um, Are we running out? Should we keep going? I think we're good. Let's keep it. What's this? Cut it there. Tie that one off. Okay. It's been fun, folks. This Ooh. has been... Oh. Let's, let's mention the email. I think we haven't done that in a couple Oh, times. okay. Irregularsearchfortruth at gmail.com. It's just, you know, something to do. Yeah. <laughs> we don't ever respond to your emails. No, we will. We will respond to your you emails. You have my personal guarantee. It's, yes. It's a responsibility that I will shoulder. We will either respond to your emails... Yeah. In, oh, well, actually, talking about the last topic, the... Uh, the e 
relationships are kind of an interesting. Mm. That's for next time. That's for next time. E-relationships. We'll build on this. Uh, Okay. Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. Thank you very much.